Hello everybody and welcome back to Inside Voice with Martha's Mind. Thank you so much for listening to the last episode. I really appreciate the fact that talking about grief is never going to be a pretty subject. In fact, I think it's sadly the ugliest part about life is the fact that we have to experience the opposite end of it, which is of course the unliving the death, the loss, the heartbreak of what grief is about. I'm not going to pretend that I love talking about grief, but what I've realised is having all these conversations that are very open, it makes something that can feel very ugly not feel so taboo, awkward, and that definitely comes with time and finding your own place with how you feel around grief and loss. It's not something to be rushed or push yourself to get to that level where you can open up with people. It takes so much time and it takes listening and it takes opening up the conversations with people that you feel trust. I'm not saying that everybody's going to feel comfortable around talking about grief because I can't deny it isn't easy at all. I think it takes a recipe of having your own safe blanket of people where you can open up mixed with your own experiences, adding together the idea of listening to people, learn from people, hear them out, don't rush people into opening up as fast as they can. It takes slowing down especially around grief I think sometimes there's an element of pressure to be like I need to feel okay I need to get back to my life again I need to be normal again I need to not remember this darkness that is right now a cloud in front of my head people will rush to get to that feeling again and it won't happen but the conversations we can have about grief can help us to get there the thing is with grief you go with it, you start the journey by yourself because the person that you've lost of course is a personal connection and if you share that with other people then of course everyone is going to go through that own journey with it but I feel like sort of the the following steps around the topic of death is of course with anything in life when we do share it, it's hard to explain but when you share anything it just, you do feel lighter, you do and I don't know necessarily the psychology around why we feel better sharing things as humans and why having that communication clearly relieves us of certain pressures in our head but it does and I know when I've approached the topic around grief before everybody is so different because of course everybody's own personal experiences will make talking about grief easier or harder like any mental health illnesses if you're somebody that does actually suffer with a particular mental health problem and somebody talks to you about it with that same problem you just understand because you have these history this catalog of experiences that you can share with them and that really helps today's episode was going to focus on literally the topic of how do we talk to people about grief 
from both the point of view of you're somebody who's listening to somebody talk about grief and you're the person who holds that grief and you want to share it. I've been both people. Before I lost dad, I I will completely be honest here. I've lost grandparents before, but I won't deny that I didn't feel any type of sadness because I didn't know these grandparents very well and they died at a very rich age of in their 90s, late 90s. Dying of a cause where it feels it's the right time. And I think timing of death is very relevant because I think we all are going to get to a point where your quality of life changes and why would you want the walking dead being around? It's very hard on the psychological aspects of the whole family that are supporting this literal living zombie and it's not even that happy for the person that is also you know living with you know death pretty much on their shoulders so I always feel like the timing of death that's really important to the person that is grieving but so when I've had people who have lost somebody very significant and close to them and maybe not at the right time or because of an illness or because of whatever I admit when I was that person who hadn't experienced a death so close to me I didn't really fully get it and to be honest I didn't know what to say I felt awkward I felt shy I felt like anything I was going to say was going to be the wrong thing and I was going to upset them even more by saying something that would be seen as insincere inconsiderate and that was something that I felt so much pressure that in my head it was like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna want to make you upset, so I'm gonna try and avoid you and distract this, you know, topic. I say this now because I'm three years behind my dad's death, where I've had to speak to people about it, and now I've seen what it's like being the person holding the grief where you want to talk about it. There are definitely some things that people say that feel insensitive, but I also know that because of death and the way it's dressed up in the world it comes out of a place of awkwardness and I can't be upset with people being awkward because awkwardness comes of fear we're awkward because we're fearful that we are going to say something that will upset you so I also appreciate like people don't say things as a way to make you feel bad they just say it because they are really grasping at straws of what to say and they think cliches are going to be helpful. Now cliches are helpful to some extent. As an autistic person I know what cliches are and I can use them as a very much grab and go conversation. They help me with understanding situations that I don't know much about in. So they are great for when when we don't know what to say but I've also thought as well that cliches are insensitive in the matter. And I think if you know the person well enough, I think we should be able to be a little bit further away from using a cliche as a backup. Again, this is easier said than done and it depends on the relationship of the person that you are talking to about grief. Um, so I, I do get it. And I'm not saying that if you use a cliche, that means you don't have a close relationship with that person, not at all. I just think like, you know this person, you know what might make them feel better, feel like something that, you know, stranger would say isn't necessarily how to approach it. So yeah, I guess like 
yeah, being on the recipient of a lot of grief chats now, there's definitely been some ways that I've think I've that have helped me that I think, oh, I really liked that and I wanted to talk about the good things of maybe what to say in grief chats. Now, let me just first by saying everybody's different. So I'm saying all these and you might be listening to it and if someone's ever said this or have acted this way and you thought, oh my God, that was terrible. Oh my gosh, that's absolutely fine. The way I am is so different to you. The way I want to feel comforted is so different to everybody else. So it's, these are just guidelines. These are just ideas, suggestions, especially if you've got a friend right now who's going through like a tough time and you're just unsure of how to support them, this might be helpful. So one thing that's been really great for me as a recipient of grief and grief chats, ask them, would they like to talk about it? (laughs) And when you say this, say it with sincerity, say it with genuine clarity that if somebody wants to talk about it, you want to hear about it because I feel like there's so much ingenuineness about saying oh do you want to talk about it 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 feels um, I've sometimes I've received that as a passive aggressive comment and that is the last thing I want when talking about grief I don't want someone to be passive aggressive or do you want to talk about it if you're going to talk in half sentences then then, then don't say it at all or if you're going to talk about it in half sentences then give us the full detail it, I, I've found people aggressive in that nature if you're going to say, oh, would, would you like to talk about it? You can open up here. If you don't feel comfortable, that's fine. Let me also remind you that the space for you when you're ready to talk about it will always be open. So it might not be in this situation right now, but maybe in a few weeks, a few days, a few months if you want to talk about it at any time know that you always can and I want to listen to you talk that is the best way to first I guess open up that conversation around grief because because as the person holding the grief you know you're going to make somebody feel sad uncomfortable and also you're talking to someone who hasn't quite experienced that same loss as you you're going to be opening up and that person won't be able to quite say things that will be exactly what you want to hear but I know there's been times where I've like all I've wanted and needed is to just talk freely and I know that I'm going to be talking about sadness and I know and this is for me I I struggle talking about sadness knowing that I'm going to be inflicting it on someone else but it's so important to talk about grief and or grief doesn't always have to actually equal into sadness. I've definitely talked about dad where it's light and it's about memories and it's about silliness and it's it's about the the positive traits that I've got in me that I want to be able to talk about my dad in that same fashion it is so different to that actually grief is like actually a cluster of so many other emotions and we just we umbrella grief but actually grief is you know guilt grief can be shame grief can be anger grief can be happy grief can be numb grief can be I think actually all emotions but there's this weird sense of I can't direct these emotions to the person because I've lost them and that's kind of why grief is like all of the emotions but it's the the difference between being happy and being happy with grief it's 
I can't direct that emotion to the person because they're lost. So it's talking about everything about this person who I cannot talk to. And that's why it's so hard to be the the person listening to somebody talk about grief is because you know that that person probably secretly wants to talk to the person they've lost, but they can't. So you have to be, if you can be, and if you feel like you're comfortable enough to sit there and listen, you can be the person. And this isn't say you're going to replace the person they've lost. That's definitely not like, for me, my dad is my dad, my dad. He's my dad with his own ways, his personality, his perspective, his very incredible mindset. No one will ever replace him and nobody will ever say anything that I truly think that dad would come up with with his own mind and consciousness. When I want to talk about my dad, I want to talk about it to someone even though I know it's sometimes it's my dad that I would rather be talking to. I've always found that it's been really nice when I'm sitting with somebody and they ask me, I'd like to get to know that person you've lost and I appreciate I won't get to know them like you, but could you tell me about them? Tell me a memory. Tell me, oh, what was their go-to breakfast? What was... What kind of songs do they like? I really liked it when people asked me about, you know, getting to know that person. That's always been like a really beautiful question because as I say, like talking about my dad, who he is as a person, I found that really helpful in my connection to being able to open up. Dad was a living soul. Dad has so much going for him. Dad was, I I wish in a way dad got to meet way more people in my life. And so then people would have their own opinions. And of course, I'm biased when I talk about dad. And trying to describe somebody that you know and love. Actually, even doing that like alive, somebody you're trying to describe them in a, even somebody that you know, like presently is always really nice. So I really like it when people just say, oh, talk to me about them. What were they like? And that's probably one of the nicest things I think people do ask. This is one cliche that I know I say. So I'm I'm I can't even try to pretend not to be um bad with this, but please don't be sorry. Now, this is going to be like a really hard thing to get out of our minds because I think it is just I don't know, humans' behaviour, we, of course, want to say sorry, even though it's not a fault of theirs. Is this just the English that do this? I don't know. But I really struggle when people say sorry. I'm really sorry. I don't know how to describe it, but I just find it really hard to hear because it makes me feel like what I'm saying. I don't want people to take pity. I never really feel like that's what people are actually saying or feel but I do feel like when it comes to that really annoying I'm sorry it just grates me and as I say this could be a personal thing maybe other people find it's fine to say I'm sorry I just don't really like it I think if you can you can follow it by saying I'm sorry to hear this that's fine just add that little summit summit to the end And it just feels a little bit more of like a complete sentence. And it feels like actually like you are really sorry to hear this. For me, that just, I know, that's a small little thing. 
I also do want to reiterate as well, it's okay if you don't know what to say. I think sometimes like I'd rather people just say, oh gosh, like I'm not really sure what to say in this situation. Um, is there anything you'd like me to say that would comfort this or comfort you? Um, or would you like physical touch? Like, would you like a hug? Would you like me to hold your hand? Like, I think sometimes I'd rather people actually were just very honest with it. Please ask for guidance. How can I support you? What would you like me to say, feel, do? I think that's really important that we actually be honest when we are unsure in situations. I don't expect everybody to always be on it and know exactly what to do in every single type of um, emotional situation that humans go through. It's just not always possible. We just, especially if we don't have that back catalogue of what, of our experience and your experience might not yet have really included death of a significant kind so that's absolutely fine just say it one thing that's really important to ask because this will differ from person to person is ask them how do they feel about it how do you feel about this because every loss is so different the relationship might not be what we expect them to be and allow them to be open allow them to speak when they are ready to and I think that's really important because my loss of my dad is unexpected, complete shock. And I had a relationship with my dad, which was felt like very normal to most people I knew with with parents. You know, I spoke to him a lot. We would text, we would message. He was very much in my life, literally until the day he wasn't. It was really important for people to know that it wasn't just like an estranged parent or wasn't a parent that I hated and never spoke to. So there's so much nuances with people's relationship and the, and the person they've lost and that will impact how they feel about the death and it might not always be what we expect. Like people might just say like, oh, I wasn't really that close with that person so the death doesn't feel how I think it should feel and we should never judge if someone doesn't feel the way that we should expect them to feel it's okay if they've lost somebody who we think might be someone important and they actually don't feel anything like we should never be judged by how much or how little people are feeling around a certain death it's not It's not our relationship we had with them. So it's not for us to say how someone should feel about it. This is one thing about grief that I'm still sort of undecided on about how to talk about it is actually in the dating atmosphere. I guess if you're with somebody who, you know, was with you when the the death happened, that's different. Although I do know that deaths, especially if they're significant ones, can put a big strain on a relationship like a massive strain because it does change the dynamic it changes how you need your partner in that situation it changes what kind of comfort you need it might change the physical aspects of your relationship that you might not feel physically intimate you might not have the headspace you might not be emotionally ready for that person is unfortunate because that is a ripple effect of something that is out of the control of a relationship having that honest communication with the person being like how can I support you what do you need to to ask them you know when do you think you'll be better you you can't ask them like when when will this not matter to you anymore that we can move on with our relationship because firstly if you ever said it like that you'd absolutely deserve a smack in the face 
although I don't have personal experience with this, I just know that I think it's really hard to allow your partner space and also you are a person as well with your own needs and they might be a little bit as a secondary need to your partner who is going through something. For me, I've always been in a dating situation. Um, I have... I used to tell people, I guess, quite honestly from the start that I've lost somebody and, you know, it felt unfortunately like a such a big part of my life at the time that it felt like I just had to address it. It felt like, it felt like I had to say like, oh, like I've recently lost my dad and then unfortunately that would, I know that would make them feel uncomfortable. And also it was weird because I didn't really know what kind of emotional support I was seeking from that person. I didn't know the other person very well. It might be a first day, it might be a second day. And therefore it's weird because I am putting out something that's so important to me to a stranger and I might be unsettled or uncomfortable with how they react to it. I like they might not address it at all, which really hurt me because you're ignoring like such a big part of me that at the time I wasn't necessarily like still getting visibly upset about but it's still you know it's still pulling my heartstrings in in ways and if I didn't see them understand that then that would really upset me and I guess if they asked too many questions then I felt like they were getting too personal with it and I felt like they were invading a a little bit of an uncomfortable barrier with me there was a weird fine line balance between I do want to talk about it at some point with people but I don't think I'll always mention it unless I do feel more comfortable talking about it now dad dad's news has always settled more and more into my brain every single day every month that goes by it's settling and it's calmed and it's a great place for news like that to be it's an an emotion that is sitting dormant in my head that it doesn't cause outbreaks and bursts of you know complete upset and raw rawness again which you know from an emotional headspace thank god because it's it's really hard to emotionally regulate yourself when you have no idea when you're gonna have a moment of absolute breakdown which could happen at any point especially when you're going through literally the beginning part of grief I have had somebody once though it was quite early on in my dating sort of journey and I went on a date with this person and probably within the first hour or so on the date this this guy said oh like I sort of said like oh why are you back in Bath because he doesn't it didn't live there and he I think he said like oh he's visiting family I was like that's absolutely fine so I thought you know hour into the day ask him more about his family whatever and I hadn't experienced by the way grief at any point of this so I didn't really know how I was going to react to this and so he said like oh I'm actually back because I'm, I'm going to a funeral and I was like oh like you know that's awful to hear I'm really sorry I did all that cliches he, I was terrible you know we're all learning and and I said oh like that's really sorry and he said oh it's actually my brother and I was like whoa this is big this is massive this is your brother and he was like yeah like we're actually like re- we were really close and it was really unexpected and I came back all the way from I think he was in Australia at the time and he's come back just for his brother's funeral and, I, and part of me was like why the fuck are you on a date but I get it you know you 
need distractions and I th- and to be honest I think this date was a distraction for him and that's that's not I'm not judging him for that at all how we process isn't perfect isn't as I say textbook in any way so how you do is how you do but it felt to me a lot of pressure to hear something so raw on somebody so recent and and I was a stranger that they were sharing this to and I felt like in a way it was so recent that I was probably maybe the first person he had told that didn't already know him so like outside of his circle and I felt uncomfortable I won't lie and and I know this kind of episode is about how to not feel uncomfortable around grief but I also think you have to as a person who is carrying grief as a person who hopefully in time will come to complete calmness around it I think you have to be somewhat respectful when you drop grief news and loss onto people I think because how I talk about it makes that person hopefully feel more comfortable to reciprocate and ask and engage in my topic around grief because as I said earlier I want to talk about dad dad is a person that I love and care about and grief as I say isn't necessarily the loss I want to talk about the person and grief is just like the act of the losing of the person but if I talk about it candidly if I talk about it calm if I talk about it with passion and love and and lots of comfortability then that person can talk to me with that same level of comfortability because what we provide in energy is also matched with us when it comes back to us so I felt like he was saying this to emotionally flippantly in some ways but it made me feel like he hadn't processed it and he hadn't processed it he hadn't even gone to the funeral yet so he was far too early on in my opinion to really talk about this with a stranger but I also get it maybe he was talking about it to a stranger because he just wanted to make it feel comfortable and normal and normalize it in some weird fashion and I don't think I was really that right person emotionally and in maturity levels I was you know very young and so I just think there is also that right time that right place that right person that right environment to talk and it gets easier as as you know the grief has settled and the loss has had time and space to grow and calm but I I think if you're doing it even before the the funeral to a stranger I I think I would start to question a little bit of actually how much this is really affecting you and that can make somebody else uncomfortable and and we're trying to escape uncomfortability around grief and that's exactly the opposite of what we should do and I think timing is a very key player in this matter. I also just wanted to I guess mention lastly is that I was always worried that dad was going to be an empty space in my life, a gap, always going to be unfilled, unfulfilled and I worried that with time I see that gap shrink and shrink of where dad used to be because more people in my life would come in and distract me and create connections and fulfill me of new memories and new chats and things that I can't have newness with dad anymore 
And therefore, I was always scared that if I have more people in my world, that that gap where dad was will get smaller and soon I won't have a gap anymore of dad because other people have come into my life, the circle of mine has grown bigger. That fear can go away because I've realised that there isn't a gap that shrinks of dad. What happens is I nurture and foster and enhance the connections that come into my life but nobody will ever replace dad. No one will ever fill the gap of dad because that is a very unique space. So it doesn't matter how many people come into my life, how many new connections I make, how many kinds of different chats and conversations and perspectives, nobody will ever match dad. No one will ever have dad's unique energy and ideas and what he would say. And I can always remind myself that no one will replace dad no one will fill that gap that was something that was really important to me at the time I was scared that I'm not going to have a gap and it will get so overwhelmed by other people that I what just forget and we won't and we don't the gap is always there and that's I also think is actually the hard part in it is there's a gap in your life where someone should be and they aren't talking about grief as I say has gotten easier over time is it one of my most favorite chats absolutely not I don't always like talking about sadness but I think the more we do the more comfortable it is I don't want to say like it then becomes less sad Self-reflection question time. So self-reflection question time is, what's the best gift I can give myself in this chapter of my life? Mm. The best gift. (laughs) I'd honestly give myself a megaphone because I think I hold so many answers already within myself. I actually think like I have a good head on my shoulders and I think I already say so many things that I'm like, that's really good advice. That is definitely the mindset I need to be in. I just need to say it freaking louder. (laughs) I just need to say it so much louder for my words to actually process again in my head so I actually do it. Yeah, I won't get into it, but like, I just know that I'm going through a little bit of turbulence with my romantic connections at the moment. And I actually hold so many of the key answers. I just need to like say it louder. Thank you so much for listening to another conversation around grief. I'm going to switch it up next episode and get into a bit more of a chattier one. But thank you so much. I really hope this helps somebody. If you're listening to this because a friend is going through grief, reiterate how much you are there for them and always keep the space open to talk about grief because that's one thing that we have to always do is leave the leave the door open. It's so important um, because we're all going to need that door at some point. And yeah, if you're somebody going through it, I again, it's really hard, isn't it? No easy way to go through it. You just have to get through it. Anyway, I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Lovely people.